Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And today we have quite a bit of stuff to chat about. And we're going to start off with a quick little recap of the boxing schedule, what we're expecting in the upcoming months. Uh, right off the hop over in Tokyo, we're going to see Stephen Fulton take on Nayana Inui, 12-rounder for Fulton's WBC and WBO Junior Featherweight titles. Uh, as you know, shortly following that, July 29th, Las Vegas, title fight between Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford, 12-rounder for Spence's WBC, IBF, and WBA welterweight titles and Crawford's WBO welterweight title as well. Then on August 5th, Dallas, Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. Oh, my gosh, you wouldn't want to miss that. Eight rounds, 185 pounds. August 12th, Glendale, Arizona. Uh, title fight between Emmanuel Navrati and Oscar Valdez, 12-rounder for Navrati's WBO junior, well, uh, junior lightweight title. Also on that same night over in London, England, Anthony Joshua and Dillian White go toe-to-toe, 12 rounds, heavyweights going at it. Uh, the week following in Quebec City, Canada, title fight between Artur Bev and Callum Smith, 12-rounder for Bev's WBC, WBO, and IBF light heavyweight titles. Uh, then... August 26th, over in Poland, title fight between Alexander Usyk and Daniel Dubois. 12 rounds for Usyk's WBO, IBF, and WBA heavyweight titles. Uh, coming at you in September, September 30th to be exact, in Las Vegas. Title fight between Canelo Alvarez and Jermal Charlo. 12 rounds for Alvarez's super middleweight undisputed championship. And uh, as you know, uh, October 28th, over in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, Tyson Fury and Francis Nagano go at it uh, in a uh, exhibition match. Right on. So speaking of upcoming fights, we see that Joshua Boazzi has signed on to fight Dan Aziz. And he says he will be vicious when we fight. And I embrace that. Uh, this was something that Eddie Hearn was talking about a few days ago. And he's now uh, signed. Uh South London rival Dan Aziz uh, with, uh, to fight Joshua Boazzi, the significant contest with local pride on the line and also the winner's plans for world title shot depending on the outcome. It's a very, very important fight. There's a lot at stake, and the winner will go on to fight for world tidy, tidy title. Uh, Boazzi told Sky Sports, I'm number one. He's number two in the WBA. One and two fight for the mandatory. It makes sense. Good for them. Alrighty, George Gambosas Jr. says he wants to dismantle IBO lightweight champion Maxi Hughes in an IBF title eliminator this Saturday, July 22nd, in a top-ranked promoted event to be shown on ESPN Plus, taking place at the Fire Lake Arena in Shawnee, Oklahoma. It's a fight that Gambosas has to win because he's been put in the perfect position to earn another world title shot without having to beat any of the top contenders. This is courtesy of BoxingNews24.com. On to say Combosis should have had to fight a talented top five contender for the IBF 135 pound title eliminator instead of the 33 year old Hughes, who's 26 5 and 2 with five knockouts. But top rank is putting him in a winnable fight, or at least it should be. The former IBF WBO and WBO, WBA lightweight champion Combosis Jr. should be fighting one of these highly ranked contenders, they say, in an IBF title eliminator instead of number nine. Hughes, Gustavo Limos, Vasily Lomachenko, Shakur Stevenson, Isaac Cruz, Frank Martin, and even William Zapita. 
It's unclear why these guys were passed over, enabling Hughes to fight and number eight, Cambosis, to fight in an IBF title eliminator. Cambosis has lost his last two fights, so that right there should be automatically disqualifying him to fight in a title eliminator. Sparring the best of the best and adding to my artillery, I'm ready, focused, and really zoned in, said Cambosis Jr. America, this is boxing here. I'm fighting Maxi Hughes, and I have had fantastic preparation. I'm here in Oklahoma to handle business. Another world title to add to my collection. Set myself up for another IBF world title. Hmm. Interesting article for sure. Let's move along to uh, our friend Keyshawn Davis, who's uh, on an undercard this weekend. Let's have a quick look here. Uh, he's been training, however, uh, alongside uh, uh, Bud Crawford, who's acting as his mentor, uh, as has Shakur Stevenson, hmm. who is also often on-site sparring and aiding him as well. So I have a, as a quick read through this, it's BoxingScene.com article. Um, he's talking about uh, Sweet Pea, but on Saturday night, fa uh, Davis faces Francesco Patera, a 28-3 and veteran, as the co-feature beneath George Gambosis and Maxi Hughes, as we all know, broadcast by ESPN. And the fight lands smack in the middle of a news and gossip cycle that heavily features him in relation to names he's either called out or is inherently tied to Frank Martin, whom Davis has repeatedly mentioned wanting to fight, was in action last weekend, edging out a decision over Artem Harutanyan. On the same night, his amateur conqueror, uh, Cruz, remember that fight, the, 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 the Cuban who made his professional debut with a victory, uh, defeating Juan Carlos Burgos. So uh, as a result, there have been uh, comparisons aplenty, and seemingly everyone uh, watching either fight visualizing how a fight between them might play out against Davis, but it isn't just Martin and Cruz whom Davis gets compared to or fantasy booked against. Given his top, uh, top, given his status as a top fight prospect, verging on contender, Keyshawn Davis finds himself mentioned by or on behalf of fighters from the prospect realm to the top of the 135-pound division. He said, "A lot of fighters they feel they're ahead of me." Uh, feel like uh, they, they're saying stuff. He says this, he says that. Uh, he still needs to do this. He takes his time here, he takes his time there. I feel like in reality, me knowing me, these guys can't fuck with me now. And when it comes time to actually fight them, they're damn sure can't fuck with me then. I'm going to make them eat their words. Keyshawn Davis, we haven't heard from him in a while. I believe he's 8-0, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, WBC number two ranked super welterweight. Sirhai El Flaco Bohachak, 22 and 1, 22 knockouts, by the way, is hoping to uh, is hoping uh, the log jam atop the 154-pound division breaks free in the near future. In the meantime, he will fight former world title challenger Patrick Alate, 42 and 4, by the way, 32 knockouts of his own. This Saturday night at the Chumash Casino Resort uh, in California and broadcast globally on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, he says, I'm ready now for a world title fight, uh, but if, it, if it's not available, it's important for me to stay busy. This is my third fight in the last nine months, and I'm very grateful to my promoter, Tom Loeffler, and UFC Fight Pass for these fights. When the time comes for a world title, I'll be more than ready. Not a bad record indeed, 22-1, and one, 22 knockouts. Hmm. On to someone who, uh, hmm. sad to mention, but have to mention it, it is news. Connor Ben no longer finds himself in the WBC welterweight uh, rankings. 
leaving him off the list of all four major sanctioning bodies. The undefeated welterweight was briefly removed from the rankings early 2022 for not taking part in the WBC's mandatory clean boxing program. He was reinstated when he signed up, only to be removed again later in the year following news of his failed doping test for Clomphine, um, one which was taken through the CPP in association with VADA. As well, after a well-publicized hearing this year, Ben, who has maintained his innocence throughout, was reinstated into the rankings when the sanctioning body found no conclusive evidence that he had doped intentionally. They instead said that a highly elevated consumption of eggs could be a reasonable explanation for the failed tests. This was something that, at the time, Ben disputed. Before the July 17th rankings update, Ben was listed as number six with the WBC, behind champ Errol Spence Jr., Keith Thurman, Cody Crowley, keep that name in mind, Yadinius Ugas, uh, Suleiman uh, Sizukyo, and Mario Barrios, as well as writing. He is absent, absent from the top 40 entirely. He's been inactive, uh, but certainly not a reason to drop out of the sanctioning body's top 40 in the past. There's also the idea that he may return in a different weight class, but again, there would be no past evidence to suggest he'd be removed from the 147-pound set uh, before the fact. Uh, the update comes as Ben's hearing with his country's anti-doping agency, UCAD, uh, looks set to reach its conclusion. With a fresh team of scientists and lawyers behind him, he's understood to be questioning the jurisdiction of the investigation, given it was a different anti-doping agency that conducted the tests. Should it be found that he can be punished by UCAD, Ben's team are confident they can prove food contamination was the cause. Who is behind him? Eddie Hearn. Speaking of crime and boxing, Devin Haney gets Friday deadline to decide Shakur Stevenson or Regis Progress fight. Undisputed lightweight champ Devin Haney reportedly will be deciding his next move soon. According to Michael Benson of TalkSport.com, WBC President Mauricio Suleiman has confirmed that Shakur Stevenson is Haney's WBC mandatory challenger. Haney now has a deadline of uh, three days to decide if he will defend his title against Stevenson or move up to super lightweight to challenge WBC champ Regis Progress. Earlier on Monday, Haney, 30 and 0, 15 knockouts, gave an indication as to which way he's leaning after Progress asked promoter Eddie Hearn if he would be facing Haney in November, and the 24-year-old responded he'll be ready to go sooner than later. Mm -hmm. Why do I bring this up? Uh, because uh, of some people uh, who've done something recently that they're not too proud of. Uh, Haney being caught with a concealed weapon, uh, Tank Davis just being released from jail, uh, and a fellow by the name of Anthony Taylor, who you may or may not know, um, but uh, he's a fighter who uh, I believe uh, might call L.A. home now, but he was uh, uh, sparring with Jake Paul. And that's how he got out of his life as a stripper. Uh, he was a sparring partner um, before Paul um, beat ex-MMA champs uh, Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley. And from there, Taylor also got the chance to fight on Paul's undercard twice, losing to Tommy Fury and Chris Avila. Uh, but his time in camp pushed his profile to new heights and saw him feature on several influencer boxing shows. 
which leads me to this next story, which is causing most uh, incredible controversy in the boxing world and really shouldn't, in my opinion. Young lady by the name of Daniela Helmsley has now apologized for flashing her boobs in the ring and reveals she suffered a wardrobe malfunction. Daniela, after defeating uh, Miss Danielka by unanimous decision on Saturday at an event called Kingpin taking place in Dublin, celebrated by lifting her shirt and exposed her breasts to the audience as well as to the cameras uh, that were nearby. And I'm sure if you search hard enough, you can get a glimpse of her chest. Uh, then the OnlyFans star took to Instagram to apologize for her stunt and claimed that wasn't meant to happen. Um, you know, I apologize to anyone who may have felt offended by my excitement. I did actually have tassels on, but the sweat stuck them to my bra. LOL. Now, Daniela's stunt was widely condemned by several respected names in boxing, among them promoter Eddie Hearn, who insists events like Misfits and Kingpin need to be booted and professional boxing needs to disassociate from these events. Also, boxing superstar Clarissa Shields weighed in and agreed with Hearn and described Daniela's move as a step backwards for women's boxing. Maybe so, but where I come from, women are allowed to remove their shirts and bras and tops in public as are men. It's called equal rights. However, Shields continued. She said, wow, this is a step backwards for women's boxing. Stop this shit. But IBF women's bantamweight champ, Ebony Bridges, who also shares raunchy content on OnlyFans, defended the model, claiming she was only looking for attention. Ebony tweeted, I think tonight y'all that complain about me and I say I show my tits, saw that. Showing your tits actually looks like something I'd never do. There's weighing in in underwear like you're everyone else, but having having big boobs, and then there's actually showing your tits on TV. I guess I, I get why she's done it. She's an employer. It's all about views, and she knows it would break the internet, get views, and everyone would be talking about it. And in that, she has succeeded. And with that, we conclude the episode. Thanks very much for joining me. Appreciate it very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Orr for his show, Knuckle Up.